You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by members for members. In season four, members discuss back-to-school issues and ideas with Kayla Potter. Hello and welcome. I am Kayla Potter and today I'm joined by Calissa Buckles. In this episode, we'll be discussing time management and setting reasonable expectations. Calissa, would you like to introduce yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, My name is Clarissa Buckles. I am a high school biology teacher in the Centennial School District at Centennial High School. Um, I grew up in Beaverton and have been teaching over at Centennial for um, five years now, my seventh year of teaching overall. Wonderful. So you're kind of getting into the meat of your career kind of, huh? Yeah. Not not early anymore. Um, What's your approach to time management and maintaining a healthy work-life balance? Yeah, so I feel like early in my first few years of teaching, I realized that obviously teaching is a career that requires a lot of your time. And I was still in a part of my life where I wanted to be enjoying myself and having fun with my friends. And I realized pretty quickly that that's something you really have to pay attention to is balancing that time. Um, And so I feel like the biggest thing that helped me was being reasonable and kind of setting an intention early on that I wasn't going to give up my personal life in order to do this job. So um, I think just like having that in mind and being really serious about it is really helpful and kind of rehearsing like, all right, if I get into a situation where I'm asked to do an extra task that's going to take time, how am I sacrificing my own life to do this? Um, And I think not kind of compromising your own needs as far as your personal life goes is just a good start. Even though it's just kind of in your head, it's going to help you to get that started. Um, And then I think when it comes to just your day-to-day life, you have to, with that intention, actually plan things ahead of time. Um, And I think it's really hard to do that when you're in the middle of the school year, but maybe like right now we're getting ready for the school year. It's summer. Um, what's on your calendar every week. Like I personally like to play ultimate Frisbee. So I'm like, I'm doing that one night a week, maybe another night a week. I'm doing another activity. And then how many days of the week do I have for myself? Because that's definitely important too. Yeah. So not only having your work time, but then your like fun time, and then also just some like downtime built into your schedule. Is that helpful? Yeah. And I will preface by saying that I, do not have children yet. So I'm sure it's different. <laughs> Kayla, maybe you can speak to this, but you know, some of that. I don't have children is- either. So I feel like I'm right on the same boat with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I it understand. Kinda, it, probably- it adds a layer, complicates things when you have kids yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, kind of just making sure that you have that time built in because I definitely there's always going to be more things you can do as a teacher. And so, you know, you could spend all of your time doing things for your job, but um, at what cost you have to ask yourself, like, are you giving up your own enjoyment in your own life just to do your job? Yeah. 
Do you do any like pre-planning of what you're going to do during your prep periods or before or after school to help you with that management of the workload and what you're going to be doing for that that time? Yeah, I'd say it's a mix of like intentional writing down planning, but also I think most of the time I just kind of have a idea in my head of what needs to be done. And, you know, although I have tools that are more structured, like lists and things, sometimes I just, it's the beginning of my prep period and I write down just what am I doing here? And um, I think over time, like I've gotten pretty good at just making that work and um, having an idea of what needs to be done. And then, um, yeah, I think the first few years, there was always those times where I'd have to go home and continue the work, uh, bring my laptop home and, you know, set up stuff for the next day. And then over time, it kind of got easier to be like, okay, I can leave my computer at home or, you know, not touch it and I'll figure it out tomorrow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think in that first year or two, I had these big hopes and goals and I realized like I'm doing a good job and I don't need to put any more pressure on myself to do more than I'm already doing. Um, You know, that survival mode, like I am surviving and my students are okay and (laughs) they're doing well and I'm teaching them. I'm doing my job. So I don't need to put this pressure on myself to work extra hours outside of work. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of teachers that are earlier and educators that are earlier in their career. It's hard to let it go and leave the job because there's just so much to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned setting intentions and goals to help you with your time management. Um, how specifically do you think that's helped you and how have you grown throughout your career? Yeah, so coming back to what I said before about um just having kind of a general standard, like I feel like a first tier goal almost, that's not too specific of I'm going to do my job and do it to my best of my ability. And then you can start maybe adding goals um, that are more specific. Like I want to implement this program this year and I want to improve this aspect of my teaching or my students um, learning. And I think, you know, you have your, student growth goals and all that stuff. But I think just having kind of some smaller things that are not necessarily super specific, but just like, I want to feel like I'm doing a good job. I want to feel like my students are doing well. And that's a very um, like subjective thing of, you know, there's no measurable, there's not a lot of measures that are super concrete for that, but taking those like small wins of, I'm doing a good job. And then maybe you can work on those other things so that you don't feel like you're like failing or falling through, like you're doing a good job. And then I think as far as the whole work-life balance in terms of goals, I feel like most of my goals that I'm setting are not work-related. And I think that helps me to feel that balance is that I'm, you know, doing my job, doing a good job. And then I'm also accomplishing a lot outside of work because, you know, although teaching is such a huge part of my life, it's not my only part of my life. And so am I able to still do these other things at home or, you know, in my personal life that make me feel fulfilled? 
Yeah, um, our work is so demanding and there's always more to do. Um, how do you establish those boundaries between school and home life? I think early on, I just kind of, it's, it's evolved, I guess, because sometimes you can't really like say no to taking work home, I guess, or it's not like you're saying no, you're saying no to yourself. Right. Um, so there are going to be times where you have to take work home, but sometimes I think just setting that intention of, I don't need to do this. I can finish it at work tomorrow or something like that, um, is really helpful. And so that's kind of a personal boundary, like in your own head, and then also just being prepared to have hard conversations with colleagues or superiors um, who are asking things of you. Um, and I think for me, most of those are in like writing form, like email or text. You know, I get an email from a colleague um, asking about something or I get a text from my principal. And with those, I do want to be good about communication and telling them the expectations of like, all right, I see this, but I'm not going to get to it until this date. Like I am currently on my weekend or it's summer, you know, someone texts you. And I think establishing that and being honest is really important rather than kind of beating around the bush and trying to do everything. Yeah, that's a great advice to take for someone who might have a hard time saying no to those extra things or replying right away. Do you have any other suggestions for someone who might be trying to find that balance? I think like rehearsing it is useful or at least um, maybe like talking it through with someone. I did a like boundaries workshop earlier this year and I feel like it was helpful for everyone to just kind of talk about it and maybe practice a response, whether it's verbal or even just writing something down of like, what is your boundary? Um, so I think the more just with all of this goals, boundaries, work-life balance, the more you can kind of think about it ahead of time, the more you'll be prepared when you're in the thick of it, um, having to make those choices or have those conversations. So Clarissa, what tools do you use in order to help you stay organized and timely within your work? So my biggest thing that I've been doing pretty much for the whole course of my career is I use um, a planner called the Passion Planner. And I actually use this much more for just my own personal life time management, and I rarely take it to work or I take it to work and it doesn't come out of my bag. Um, what it is, is it's a normal planner, but there's all of these different kind of prompts throughout the pages that help you to both um, plan out your time like a planner does, but then also set goals. So it's kind of both those two things, the time management piece planning things out and also kind of keeping those bigger goals always in the forefront so that you're not forgetting these things that you want to do. So some of the um, things that I love about it is, are that each month you get a reflection. So at the beginning of the month, you can kind of start by looking at what you have ahead, maybe putting in some of those dates that you haven't put in yet and all that kind of stuff. And then um, as you go, it has little things like what are some things that went well this month? What are some good things that happened? Um, what are your intentions? Like there's a monthly, weekly and daily focus box. So you can kind of think, 
today I'm going to be focusing on this, whether it's a specific thing or like, I just want to be more mindful today. Like that's always a good one. Just thinking of that. And then at the end of the month, you can kind of look back and there's prompts like, um, what went well this month? What's a, your most favorite memory of the month? Um, let me see here. What are big lessons that you learned this month? Uh, how do you feel like you spent your time? So that's one that I like to use to kind of think about, here's things that I did well as far as my habits. Like I'd spent a lot of time with my dog and that was nice. And I cooked a lot and I started gardening. But next month I would like to do this a little bit more. And so it's like a really good reflection piece to kind of think, check in every month and see how you're doing. Uh, and then also just celebrate the wins. Like there's one that's just like, what have you accomplished? How have you changed this month? And what are you going to work on next month? So I really feel like it's just a built-in way for me to always spend an hour or so every month to really reflect and prepare for, you know, continued growth. And it's kind of taught me also to celebrate those little wins and be easy on myself, give myself grace to be happy about, you know, those little things. Like a lot of times my thing is just, I got through another month of teaching. That's a huge win, right? Like, yeah, we survived finished, it. Yeah. Like that's great. Even if nothing else really big happened in that, just that alone is big. And, um, there's also like a gratefulness piece in there and think just all of that is really helpful for me. And just to add, so I've been doing this, I think this is my fifth or sixth planner. Um, I get the, I get like the yearly ones. You can also get um, an academic planner that starts in August and goes till following August. Um, but my stack of planners are kind of like journals for me. I don't really do any journaling, but it's kind of a record of like, here's all these things that I did. Here's all these goals I accomplished. And I can also like just read back in like June of 2018. How was I feeling at that point? Um, and so I think that's kind of a fun thing that I'll always have as my little record of this time. Yeah, I love that those reflection questions could be applied in so many different areas. Like you can think of them like professionally and personally or together combined. How are these um, things working together? I love mm -hmm. that. Um, I've always wanted to get into journaling and I can't, um, but I can see myself doing a reflection at the end of the month and jotting these things down um, and being able to go back and look at it. Yeah, I really... How often do you go back and look at them? Um couple times a year. And I mean, I don't read through all of them, but even just looking back from previous months, like uh, in a few days, you know, I'll be doing my August one and I like to go back and look at July or June and just seeing those different um, reflection pieces. And I think like I, although I like journaling and just kind of free form, I need some like concrete things or else I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I writing about? And so I really like that this planner has just so many prompts and ways that you can use it. So even if you're not much of a kind of freeform creative journaler, um, you can just kind of jump right in and use what you want in there. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if you've done this, but, you know, going back to your first year and seeing how, you know, September has progressed throughout mm. might be just nice to see. Yeah, definitely. From year to year. Yeah. And I think just seeing there's always a question at the end. Um, it's just like one 
line that you have and it's how would you rate this month from like one to ten and I've never like done it I'm you know slightly a data minded person because I'm a science teacher but now I'm just kind of thinking of like you could kind of track that like every year how does that number ebb and flow because you know just like off the top of my head, I'm like, I know that usually November is a hard month or like March, you know, these months in the middle of May. Yeah. (laughs) These long marathon marathon months. Yeah. And so um, just kind of seeing what has helped you in those months too, to be like, okay, that one actually wasn't that bad. So what was making me happy and fulfilling me? And usually, like I said, I don't use this a lot for work. Like I do reflect a little bit on work, but I think this really helps me to prioritize my personal life, my personal goals, and kind of celebrate those things and kind of points out if maybe there aren't as many things to celebrate or be grateful for in my personal life. How am I balancing um, my, my work with my life in that time? Because if it's, you know, not quite there, kind of tells you like, okay, adjustments are needed maybe. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? I think it's just important going into the school year to get yourself in that mindset of being prepared to make time for yourself. Um, You know, I know that we've had sub shortages in the last year that have made it even more difficult to take time off, but, you know, it's you can take those weekends off and go fly away and come back and everything will be fine. Like, I think that's just an important thing to remind yourself, like go do that thing for yourself because that is the self care. Yeah. We gotta, you know, keep ourselves happy or else, you know, we're not going to be able to do our job very well. And so I, I'm excited for the year and I'm excited to also just continue enjoying my life outside of school this year. Beautiful. Well, thank you for meeting with me, Clarissa. And until next time, OEA. Goodbye. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow.oregoned.org.